I'm Lonnie Hirsch, co-founder of Healthcare Success Strategies, and our guest today is David Marlowe. David is founder of Strategic Marketing Concepts and a past president and board member of Shushmid, the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development of the American Hospital Association. David consults with hospitals and health systems on market research, strategic marketing and marketing plan development, service line priorities, pricing, marketing metrics and ROI analysis, and more. Today, David will be speaking with us on the very important topic of tracking and metrics for effective and profitable marketing programs. David, thanks for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. In your long experience consulting with hospitals and health systems, how has the process of tracking metrics and ROI analysis evolved in the past few years from what was the industry standard prior to that time? Well, of course, every time somebody says long experience, it it suddenly reminds me of how old I've gotten. But uh, (laughs) that that aside, uh, you know, we've always – I actually have been at this almost 35 years. I mean, we've always recognized – people in the field always recognized they needed to show some metrics, some measurement, something coming from um, uh, marketing. But it, it, it was always very challenging to do. Um, I, I think what's changed certainly in recent years is a couple of factors. First of all, there are far there are systems in place today in terms of web metrics and um, cost accounting systems and and database marketing systems and all the rest that frankly didn't exist 15, 20, 25 years ago, and uh, therefore it, it gives you the potential to do metrics that just were thought about but just couldn't be done. I, I think another thing that's changed is the whole arena of metrics in general in healthcare has changed. Uh, to be blunt, in, in the late 1970s, early 1980s, you know, if you went to a, a hospital's uh, management meeting, the only metrics that were really going on were, were how much volume was there, what was the general financial report, maybe how many, how, what kind of staff turnover did we have, or you know, it was just it was pretty basic management metrics. Uh, the whole world of, of metrics in general in healthcare has changed in terms of patient uh, outcomes and you know, clinical outcomes and satisfaction and a whole slew of other metrics, and marketing is being pulled along with that entire tide. Uh, and what I tell my clients is the days of being able to say that, uh, well, our marketing had, a, had an impact on the image of the organization isn't good enough anymore. Uh, if, if, if the clinicians have to show uh, hard metrics and if the finance people have to show hard metrics and, heck, the uh, materials management people have to show hard metrics, the marketing pe- people better to do that as well. Well, that's interesting. In, in, in terms of healthcare marketing in the, in the health systems and hospitals, uh, what categories of metrics should be evaluated and what is the best way to combine the data capture process and the analysis of the, these important metrics? Okay. Well, there there are really three categories of metrics, and the lines blur a little bit between them, but but uh, it really comes down to three. And the first category, and think of this as a sort of an ascending order of, of, of both complexity and, and importance, the first category at the lowest end, if you will, is production outcomes. And this is literally measuring the physical production of a marketing and communications function. So it might be, you know, how many events did you hold? How many brochures did you produce? Uh, how many press releases, and I know that's an antiquated term, but how many press releases did you send out, uh, that sort of thing. Literally, how much work was done. 
so that's kind of the basic category. And then you move up to what I would call marketing outcomes metrics. So what was the direct result of a particular marketing activity? So if you did 10 events during the year, that would be a production outcomes how many people attended? That would be a marketing outcomes. We created five web microsites. Well, how many web hits did you get would be the marketing outcome. We, uh, we did a campaign. Well, how many calls came in would be a marketing outcome. So it's the next step up in, in the metrics process. Literally, what was the result of a particular activity? And then you get to the third category. It's what I would call strategic outcomes metrics. And these are metrics that really are tied to the strategic direction of the organization. And by their name, you can tell it's probably the most in important category of metrics. And these would be things that would range from uh, uh, awareness, preference, image ratings, uh, market share, volumes, uh, return on investment is probably the, the holy grail of of, of strategic outcomes metrics, uh, enrollment, uh, re-enrollment, number of referrals, number of active referral sources. It's a long list, but you can see the level. So if you want to close the loop on this, you could say, okay, how many events we held would be a production outcome, how many people attended the events would be a marketing outcome, and how many of those people who attended became patients would be the strategic outcome, and that kind of closes the loop. But so that's the, the categories in terms of, of you know how do you go about doing all that? Uh, a few things to consider. First of all, I, I think a healthy marketing function has all three metrics, uh, but understands that the leadership probably cares a heck of a lot more about the strategic than the production. So if you've only got metrics in the first uh, uh, two categories, uh, then uh, uh, you know you, you're going to have a problem. They're going to want to see the third. Uh, also, you need to uh, think ahead of time, you know, what do you want to measure to have the systems in place to do it? So if you want to measure, for example, um, how, many, how many brochures are produced, which is pretty low end, but if, then you better have some kind of tracking system in place to know what kind of work your staff is doing. If you want to know how many people attended events, then you better have some process in place to count the number of attendees, whether, whether it's something sophisticated like registrations or it's something simple like literally counting heads as they come in the door. If you want to know um, uh, preference share and, and, and image, then you better have some kind of organized survey process in place to do so. If you want to know how many referrals are coming in, you better have some kind of process in place with, with uh, registration and medical records to track it. It's thinking ahead. What do you want to measure, and then what steps is it going to take to do so? If, if you wait till after the fact, then you're going, you're going back and trying to recreate the process, and that's very, very hard to do. Well, I'm sure that there are some types of metrics that are easier to track and, and measure and others that are more challenging or difficult to measure. Uh, can you give us some examples of, you know, the type of metrics that are easy to measure versus ones that might be tougher to get your arms around? Well, um, you know, I think to some degree, and I wish there was an easy rule of thumb on that one, I think the metrics that are fully in the control of the marketing function are obviously easier to, to measure. Uh, so, for example, even if I take a strategic outcome like uh, uh, organizational image, most marketing functions manage and run the, the consumer survey. So it's within their control, and they can decide when to do it and what questions get asked and so on it gets more complicated when you start involving other functions in other areas. Uh, 
you know, for example, like IT or finance or decision support or or whatever, you know, whatever function it may be, not because they don't care, but because, frankly, they've got their full plate as well. And, uh, you know, to, to, for, for uh, if you want to know, for example, the how many referrals are coming from outside referral sources because you're, you're, you're doing a campaign aimed at those referral sources, that's important to you. It may not be terribly important to the medical records or medical staff office or some other area. Uh, they, they have other things they have to worry about. So that's kind of the, the, the little bit of a rule of thumb. Uh, the, more, the more hands have to get involved, the more work that has to be done, uh, the, the harder it gets. Okay, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, I, I know that's a challenge because we hear it from a lot of marketers. Um, all right, so return on investment. Uh, the definitions and criteria on that seem to vary quite a bit depending on the source. So can you tell us about your definition of ROI and any limitations to how ROI can be measured? Okay. And I've got a, a, a something of a vested interest in this. I actually wrote a book on this four or five years ago. Um, and, uh, and it's something I've been, I've been dealing with for a long time. But it's not just my definition. I mean, there's a classic uh, definition on this. And, and uh you know, essentially, we're really not talking about the traditional accounting return on investment, which is which is the return on owner's equity. That's 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 the classic accounting definition. That's not really really what we're talking about. I think a better term might be return on marketing investment or return on on effort or whatever you want to call it. It's what did you get for a specific marketing activity? If you put out a hundred thousand dollars into an ad campaign, what did you get back? But the hallmark of ROI is that there's a financial return, a measurable revenue and, and net margin return. And, and the problem I have with a lot of the ROI terminology that's thrown out there, and, and by the way, you can, you can go to the program guide that just came out for uh, a major national meeting, uh, and you'll see you know, 75 sessions, and, and 10 of them will, measure, will mention the word ROI in it. But when you attend many of them, they they don't quite get to the point of measuring financial return. So you know if 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 you measure how many people attended, that's great, but that's not ROI. If you measure how many phone calls came in, that's great, but that's not ROI. Unless you get to the point where you can show that X number of uh, X amount of volume came in the door. As as a as a logical result of a marketing effort, and there's a lot of steps to do that. And that that X volume generated Y revenue. It's it's not ROI. And uh, you know, so in terms of of limitations on on that, I mean, we could spend you know a couple of hours going through that. But there there are a number of limitations. Uh, first of all, just just being able to connect a, a marketing activity to a specific return. Um, if there isn't some logical connection. You, you did a, you did some campaign. Was there a call to action that's measurable, or does it get lost among all the other metrics? So you have to have some way to connect activity A to return B. Do you know the cost of services sold? Is another good data element you need to know. Not I see a lot of ROI efforts just look at and they, and they say, well, we generated you know, a million dollars in revenue. Well, that might be true, but it costs $600,000 to provide the service. That's got to be taken into account. It, it wasn't just all profit. 
Um, I, 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 all kidding aside, I've seen ROI models in healthcare where it comes back with you know 800% or 1,000% return. And I look at those and go, you know, spare me. If you were making a 1,000% return, uh, Wall Street would empty out and, and they'd all be investing in you. Um, it doesn't work that way. So you've, I, I think steps get left out is, is, a, is a, a hindrance. And honestly, the third hindrance is not everything fits with ROI. There, there's some sort of this illusion that we can do ROI on everything we do in, in healthcare marketing. And the reality is we can't. Uh, some things just don't let you know, just you know we just can't get the information. Uh, some things weren't done for ROI. When, when you, I mean, this is almost sounds silly, but when you sponsor the the uh, float in the Fourth of July parade, you're not doing it for the ROI. You're doing it because you want to be a good citizen. You're doing it because the person chairing the the Fourth of July parade committee is also married to your chief of staff. I mean, you know, there, there, there's a lots of good reasons to do certain things, and ROI is not always the right metric. Well, okay, then what would you say, if, if I put you on the spot here, is the most common mistake or oversight uh, that you see in the measuring of results in ROI uh, as it's done by most hospitals and health systems? Well, there's a little separation between mistake and, and measuring results and measuring ROI. Because ROI is just one uh, metric in the, in the, in the portfolio. Um, I think the, the probably the biggest mistake overall in measuring results, two mistakes. One is is not matching the, the metrics being used up against the strategic objectives of the organization. In other words, they're measuring something, but frankly, nobody cares. So, you know, if, if the organization is focused on building uh, a major private label insurance product and it now is focused on capturing um, uh, enrolled lives in this insurance product and you're still measuring, you know, how many, how many events you did, uh, you may have something of a, of a disconnect. You're, you're measuring, but it's, it's, a, it's a metric that maybe nobody cares about. So it's, it's matching that up. And the other is, is what I talked about before is planning ahead so that you 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 have the the i's dotted and the t's crossed on all the things you need to do the metrics um you, it's very hard to do it after the fact and that's especially true with ROI i i will tell you now that trying to measure ROI after the whole event whatever the marketing activity is was is done and going back and trying to get approval on assumptions and lining up the data is very very hard to do you want to plan for ROI ahead of time what data do I need? Where is it going to come from? What assumptions do we have to make? Uh, and, and do we have everybody signed off on those assumptions? Uh, for example, what, what's, what kind of volume will we count as coming from the marketing effort? If I promote OB and a woman shows up and has GYN surgery, but we know she was touched by the campaign, does she count? We need to have that decided up front. Uh, we need to know what the cost of services sold are up front. So those are the major mistakes. Is, is the is the lack of connecting to what's important to the organization and lack of planning ahead of time to to be to, to have tracking mechanisms in place. That is, this is a lot of great information. Um, let me ask you: If our listeners today could only retain one concept from this interview. What do you think would be the most important thing for everyone to remember and apply in uh, having a successful tracking and data analysis process? 
Oh, one thing, huh? Okay. Uh, uh, it's to make sure that your metrics are part of your overall marketing continuum, that there's a connection between what's important to the organization, the strategic direction of the organization and what's important and what's going on in the marketplace, which then drives your marketing strategies. I mean, your strategies should be connected to the strategic direction. If not, why the heck are you doing them? And your your immediate actions are connected to your strategies, and your metrics are connected back to everything else. So to close that loop and, and illustrate it for you know to give you almost kind of an oddball example, if if the strategic direction of the organization is to become the dominant heart entity in a particular region, for example, then the marketing strategies should be built around supporting that strategic direction. The actions you do in the next six months should be tied to those strategies and the metrics should be tied to becoming the dominant heart player. So it may be how many heart-related screenings one did, how many heart referrals are coming in, how many active heart referral sources there are, um, market share of heart care, number of people screened for heart activities, return on investment from a heart-related campaign. Do you see how it all, all closes together? David, this has really been great. Thanks so much for being with us today and for your great insights. You're quite welcome. We've been speaking today with David Marlowe, founder of Strategic Marketing Concepts and a past president and board member of Shishmed, the Society for Healthcare Strategy and Market Development of the American Hospital Association. If you are planning to attend the Shishmed Connections 2013 conference in Chicago, be sure to visit us at the Healthcare Success Strategies booth 202 on the exhibit floor.